Welcome to another episode of Old School Red Hill Saluki Podcast. And nothing takes you home like music, and that is exactly what we're going to concentrate on this episode. And if anybody that knows myself, or, or really any of us, Chip, Dave, Gary, we, uh, we love music, and we... Uh, we associate times with music, and, and nothing will take you back to a place like a song can. And uh, that's what we've decided we're going to do for kind of a little special episode here tonight. We were lucky enough to be able to get together in the same studio, and we thought we would record two episodes. And we did, uh, we did 99 and 2000, and now we're going to move on to some music. But first, uh, Chip, how was it talking about the year of 99 and 2000? I really enjoyed it. Learned a lot of new things, refreshed my memory on some some things I had forgotten about, and um, yeah, I really I loved that episode. What about you, Dave? Yeah, it's same. I learned a lot about the season. I knew of you know some of the players and whatnot, but I didn't know any real any details about their career. So it was just fun, you know, looking back and you know learning some new stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, Gary, you were part of that actually um, as a coach. What what do you think about when you looked back at that football season and well, even basketball season? You were you were a coach in, uh, during that time as well. Yeah, it was fun. It was my like best. I guess I came back home after graduating college and got a job at the high school in the in school suspension room and took a couple of uh, coaching jobs. So it was fun to go back. It's a season that I hadn't thought about in a long time. So like I said, I love. It was a good team, six and three. Anytime you're six and three in the NEC and make the playoffs, that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, started my music a little early, but you know what we do after every episode? We talk about who won. So let's talk about. David King, who won 99-2000? I'm going to give the nod to uh, Jake and Clark. Ooh. Very, uh, very good football season. Uh, very good basketball season. Um, like Gary mentioned, he played baseball as well. Um, just seemed like he had an overall great season, so I'm giving it to him. A lot of receiving yards that he had, or especially early uh, in the year. I, it I, seems I'm like giving, every game, it was it was great to Clark, great to Clark. I guess I should uh, – I'm giving it to him for his all around, uh, yeah, all all around contribution. Absolutely, um, we're you know we're does anybody know where Jenkins at now? By chance? I don't. I don't. Yeah. Hopefully, he listens I, to the podcast lo- and local. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Jake and I hope yeah. you're listening out there, and uh, you are amongst a very prestigious group with people who locked me in the bathroom, <laughs> and <laughs> Bill Evans, that have won this uh, very prestigious award. Uh, Gary, in your eyes, who won 99-2000? Well, I'd like to say Mick Gray. Mick had a great junior season in a lot of sports, but I'm going with the senior David Klettenberg, yes. who uh, got his, got a touchdown in his next-to-last game of his senior football season against Lawrenceville. Rushed for four rushes for eight yards. That's right. Game. And, uh, and you a know, touchdown. He's a kid that worked his ass off in practice and 
you know, never got much glory or newspaper, but uh, he did this time, and I was happy for him. All right. Yeah, that's against cool. the county rivals. That's right. Touch, I mean, yeah, the never take that, that away. That put him over the top. Yep. Chip Jamerson, as a contributor to this show, director, writer, producer, who won 99 to them? Well, I spent most of my time talking about the football team, but I actually, my win, and I know it doesn't be something that I covered, but the win, my winner was the Red Hill, in their fifth season, the Red Hill High School uh, volleyball team. Um, so we had an... We're on about an zero and fifty run here, but they continue. <laughs> they continue to show up uh, in droves uh, year after year, and still today. So it's kind of an overall twenty five year award for um, continuing to persevere, um, even and not sure why. And they With don't no have support from the administration. Yeah, I don't know why. Why they us, don't have a, get them some help. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're really going to dig into this. Yeah. Cause like I'm up at Ridgeview. We're a school much smaller than red Hill and my daughter's they fifth grade. They started organized volleyball last year. And, uh, I don't know why red Hill can't do that. Cause they've had great youth programs throughout all their sports. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, Junior league football team is is always been strong. Yeah, and, we have junior high baseball, junior high softball, junior high basketball, junior high track. I, I don't understand why you would have a varsity sport without a youth program of some sort. That yeah. is mind-boggling to me. And that stat you threw out, how long did they go? Uh, Ten years. It, it was actually nine years, 364 days. So I went ahead and wow. rounded up to just one day away from me exactly the 10-year mark. It's unbelievable. 203 consecutive losses. Uh, wow. So, yeah, there you go. My winner of 99-2000, I really can't give it to anyone else other than our first caller yeah. that we've ever had Good on the call. podcast, uh, Coach Gary Wilsey, uh, formerly of the Red Hill Salukis and now of Evansville Day School. And, and it was kind of funny how that worked out. I didn't tell. Well, I, I kind of flashed my phone to, to Chip and I knew showed he was working him on it. that I had texted Mandy and, and I just kind of thought of it honestly on the spot that you know what let's see if we can get gary to call in and and uh he did dave and gary emmons didn't know that the uh, coach was calling in so that was kind of a fun little moment so my winner is uh gary wilsey for the winner of 99 2000 but this show is going to be fun um we're going to talk about music and and what it does and we've got some some uh, listener participation going on in this one yeah we're gonna let the listeners kind of um run this show a little bit i mean we'll we'll guide the ship and talk about which listeners but yeah yeah and before we jump into this music just wanted to mention one more time gray's restaurant people state bank tyler griffin's pizza house and andrew's insurance agency please 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 let them know that you heard about them here on the red hill podcast and and uh, we're the little podcast that could and we're we're growing audience and and uh trying to get better as we do this and we appreciate you listening very much as we do an oral history of of red hill and and everything around it and and uh, we kind of started off calling it a sports podcast and really then we kind of changed the name just to red hill podcast because we thought, you know what, we're not always going to concentrate on right. sports, and that's kind of, kind of where we were going with this one. And we kind of put out a, a message on Facebook, like, hey, if you, if you have any songs that that you think bring you back to that time or or anything that you want to talk about, and and a matter of fact, the first step, uh, first message I got on that was from Shane Brown. 
And uh, he mentioned Brownie. How, yeah. 1990 Red Hill grad, great football Good player. Good football player. That's right. He Wrestler. mentioned he mentioned something that brought back some memories for me because I remember this kid during Red Hill basketball games. We had a drummer named Jay Myernick that yeah. just rocked this. And, you know, when, when he said that, then I remember Whitney Kirchie, who was She's your buddy. She, she played this a lot on uh, on drums in junior high, and, and I'm not sure if she did in high school. It seemed like she did in junior high. Yeah, but, Jay may have – Jay was a year behind her. He may have taken first chair on that and got all the glory. Um, who yeah. Was, there was a drummer, a guy, probably about your age, like Pat Bridget, something like that. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, I think Pat was the uh, – Jay was, a, was the heir apparent to Pat Bridget. Yeah, I think I, you're I right. Say, yeah. He was a real good drummer, too, Pat, from what I remember. Pat, um, he worked for a long time for Walmart, ended up out on the East Coast, and uh, – and I think he, I don't think he's with Walmart anymore. But yeah, you're right. He was a good drummer. No, he, like, I just he and Bob having, Bowser having are good like friends, a, and they were big on the band circuit. Yeah. I just yeah. remember him having big like like drum solos like during the halftime at the yeah. Jay had um Pat Bridget, an incredibly nice person. Jay had um drums drumsticks with like red lights at the end of each. So he do the he do the spinny thing on his fingers with the drum, but he, but he had lights on the end of his drumstick, so it was really cool when he would Shane do that. Shane mentioned that he was in a band that that used to play Beat It by Michael Jackson pretty well, kind of a rock version of it. Shane so was in the band with that, Jay or just Jay was in the band. I think Shane was in the band. Okay. The way I understood oh, wow. the message, yeah. Shane was very musical. He was a four-year band member, I'm pretty sure. So Dave, you might be able to uh chime in on this. He said that Jim Drury quite often played this in wrestling practice does this ring any bells oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah basically this song and uh billy ocean when the going gets tough tough get going that that he the coach drury played in practice oh yeah all like basically on repeat Really? <laughs> this is from the uh, Ferris Bueller's Fair. Day Off soundtrack. The, you can't leave when the credits come on, Ferris Bueller. So for those of you that are watching it, you're because it's still on a but lot. But this was yeah. a, a particular song with a very easy song to keep on repeat. Cause it's, yeah, right. basic, it's basically just yeah. the same thing over and so over. Yeah, keep watching. So what, what Billy Ocean song did he play? When the going gets tough, the tough get going. From Romancing the, Sto- Romancing Romancing the Stone yeah. Mark 2? Two. 2, I think. Okay. I don't remember that. I, 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 remember, I remember the Billy Ocean This album, is back so. in those times when the music video was like the movie. Yeah, yeah included the movie, right. And the stars a lot of times were in the video. Yeah. Yeah. Danny DeVito. I haven't thought of this song in a long time. The song time. takes me back to seventh grade big time. So I can, I can, I can smell the rest of like the girls' gym like in the wrestling practice. All just mats, all the, all spread out, all. That's what year sweat. was this, Chip? Uh, eighty six, the the winter of eighty six. So gotcha. you know, then I'm talking, I'm talking about the, you know, winter of eighty nine, you know, winter eighty eight, eighty nine. Right. So. Yeah. But, so, I'm just gonna listen. We're freestyling here, folks. So <laughs> I, I don't know if this is the same year, but I think it was. because when I think of this, uh, when I think of this Billy Ocean song, you talk about being winter. I remember cruising around with Dan Piercy 
Would that would that be the same year? Yeah. Easy Lover by Philip Bailey. Uh, yeah, it was close. I think that this was out uh, maybe the. This may have been '84. It yeah, may have been the winter could before. Have been a little before. I think it was about one year before. Yeah, right? I was thinking '85 for this song. Yeah, I was sixth grade for this one, pretty but sure. But when you talk about winter songs, like I remember cruising around with Dan Piercy, and it was cold that night, and I'm sure we were out chasing some chick that Dan was in love with. But I always this song takes me right back I to love, that night. This is an. I mean. It was it was a number one song, so it was obviously a huge hit. But I think now it's kind of an underrated song. This song's incredible. Philip, he Phillip made what, what song Earth, was he in? Earth, Wind, and Fire. I think that's yeah. what I was going to say. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Because for a long time I thought it was like Phil Collins and some other guy, and then you realize that yeah. you know he was he was pretty big Speaking deal. Speaking of Dan Pierce, you were talking about we talked about all that size on a Gary Wilsey's 2000. Um, if you've listened to the last episode. Um, there was a lot of size, like in '86. I don't think that team was real good, but you had it was your team, Dan Piercy. I remember in '85, you had like Dan Piercy, Brian Hicks. I just remember there was huge guys. He's brought, and that's kind of what we're going to do on the show. Brian's going to say something, and <laughs> we'll say whatever comes around. Oh, that was a, that was a big, big team, and you know, and and I don't know if Dan listens to the Sean show or not, but um, Dan became Wayne Perry. Yeah, Wayne Perry. Dan became a better. Oh, Dan became a good basketball player after high school. Like okay. he played, I think he played junior college okay. basketball, maybe down at Tennessee. And he's a successful and, coach down there now. Look at the size of Wayne Perry in this picture. Yeah, I mean this. I mean, but no, Sean Grismer was big. Piercy was big. Hicks had some size. Yeah, Chuck <laughs> Miller, John Reed, John Reed, fan of the podcast. Um, I mean, when Shannon Grismer is your shortest guy in the back row, I mean that's. Uh, <laughs> Pat C could shoot. Yeah. <laughs> so, we kind of went off on a tangent on winter. <laughs> so, this is a pet peeve while we're talking about music, which is what I we're going to talk about in this one. And Boys of summer, here it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how annoying is this, Chip? So, when you hear a list, maybe it be a radio station or a, a magazine, they'll talk about summer songs. And they'll say the best summer songs. Yeah. And, and how often do they list this song? All the time. Uh, Boys of Summer, Don Henley. This It's called Boys of Summer. This is not a summer song at all. <laughs> not I mean, even close. The song even talks about how it's not summer anymore. Not only is it not summer in the lyrics, it's not summer when it came out. Right. It was a winter song. <laughs> it came out like December of 84, um, right around Philip Bailey time. Um, Absolutely drives me crazy. Yeah, it's about this like empty ta- this empty beach town now. I always picture like a Hilton Head. Yeah, it was it's it's vibrant during the summer, yeah. and there's you know there people everywhere, and there's nobody on the beach. Right. Yeah, it's <laughs> it tells um, you it's not a summer. <laughs> yes, uh, I never heard. I was in sixth grade this time, and I. My daughters and my wife will tell you about every song that comes on the radio. I tell you what grade I was in at this time. So I've already done it like three times on this episode, about five <laughs> minutes into it. But uh, that's kind of what I do. Um, but I never heard the Grateful Dead before, and it talks about a Deadhead sticker on the Cadillac. Right. And yep. I remember Casey Kasem explained to me on you know top forty what a Deadhead sticker was, and so that was my first time ever hearing a Grateful Dead. Yeah, but this is this is one of my all time favorite songs, and definitely when we when. When we get the Brino and Chip show going and we do our best winter songs, this will definitely be on it. And 
Don Henley, I hope you don't hear this podcast because I know you don't allow your songs on Spotify and <laughs> YouTube Music and so forth. So um, please get your songs on. I've got a playlist of my all-time favorite songs I'm looking at right now to help me with this episode, and I don't have any of your songs on here because you don't allow them. Well, need, I tell you, need Napster to come back. Yes. <laughs> Talk about Don Henley. Um, and yeah, this could be the episode. Uh, again, this episode is just going to go anywhere, and I, I wasn't planning on this, never thought of this. But this song, I wrote a paper on this in seventh grade language arts with Mrs. Frohawk. This is Don Henley and Dirty Frohawk. Is this the assignment you had to just write the lyrics down? Well, we you had, had we had I to, did that. Yeah, did we that. had to do the lyrics, then we had to talk about what it meant. Yep. Kind of so, what the lyrics meant. And I, I did it on this we song. I'll kinda go into some of our songs here. <laughs> Skip ahead just a little bit, get into some of the lyrics. I have no idea what I did for that assignment. And then, of course, I get right into the... The boys... So they're talking about, you know, how people love bad news, and and they're all taking a bet on who can get the winner, and... So are you on YouTube or does he have or does he have his music on Apple Music or something? Apple Music. Okay, yeah. so he must be having an exclusive deal with them so that the others can't I know YouTube music and Google music don't have it. Yeah. I um my son talked me into doing the fourteen dollar a month family plan. Okay. And, yeah, so good stuff, but just looking to see here if there's anything else noteworthy. I mean, lots of good songs. I don't mean to say it. Well, you said you did that song for Mrs. Frohawk. Um, I know you don't have my songs. I've been searching for it online for 20-some years, and it's not out there. Try me. Um, but I did Mrs. Frohawk's class in the winter of 87. I did Stevie Shoot a Three-Pointer by uh, uh, Murray Head and the Favorites, uh, Brian Jackson of the WSTO. So, so Stevie Shoot a Three-Pointer was 1987 about the Indiana Hoosiers. Yeah. And- it was from the, uh, and then we also have Vanna Pick Me a Letter was like another parody song. That was more of a national one, but it was after The Letter by, I can't remember who sang, it was like a 60s or 70s song, it's called The Letter. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just took a quick break to see if we could find Stevie shoot a three-pointer, and we could not. Um, I know that I have found, you talk about Furry Head and the Favorites, um, One Night in Boonville. Yes. Um, is yeah, it? I said Murray Head and the Favorites. Murray Head's an actual One Night in Bangkok guy, but yeah, Furry Head's the WSTO guy. <laughs> And uh, do you remember who the do you remember who the morning person was on WSTO? Kind of the fake voice during that era. Well, I mean, Brian Jackson did mornings and did Furry Head, but was there is there something else? Wicked that, Wanda. Oh yes, it's yeah, I think Brian Jackson oh, did all gosh, these voices I about that. and the yeah yeah very pretty, talented. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Brian Jackson, very talented on WSTO. I'm sure. We had a lot of people submit entries today. I'm sure WSTO is what you were listening to when you heard a bunch of these songs. Absolutely. And this song, When I See You Smile, that's one that when I hear this, it instantly takes me back to my freshman year. Great high school. song. I think about the, the the girls' gym. I'm pretty confident it was probably played during our homecoming dance. It was, it was the snowball theme. Snowball theme, yeah. yeah. And I was like, definitely here and there. And it makes me think of going to Nashville for the cheerleading. Yeah. Bad and English. This is just, oh my gosh, this is such a good this song. This week in 1989, 31 years ago today, it was the number one song. That countdown was on Sirius last weekend. I say John Waite has one of the more recognizable voices of the lady. Man, Mid-late he can sing a power ballad. Yes, he can. Who was Snowball 89? Was that? We, we, won, we did this. 
Uh, got so uh, Jenny Wells was homecoming, wasn't she? And eighty-nine, uh, Christy Ballison and uh, Mike Gray. But, but like the ninety school year, so eighty-nine. Oh, 90. okay, ninety. Uh, we not have. It. I don't know if we have that one. Folks, you're, that, listen, that one. you're listening in on yeah. just four guys. What we <laughs> do when we're sitting around here, <laughs> trying to find the 1989 Snowball King and Queen. If you us. ever wonder what Brino Chip, Dave, and Gary do in their I spare time, so. this is it. David Seed, Daphne Devonshire. Who? <laughs> Dave Hobbs, Ronnie Collison, Basketball runner-ups. Guys. Also, oh, yeah, they only have three candidates for that. Yep. That's right. Barbie Byerly and Monica Cunningham, runner-ups. Because Red Hill does have the rule, like, once you win um, prom or homecoming, yeah. you're ineligible for other schools. Don't, and I like that because other the schools I've taught at don't have that rule, and the same person wins, like, every single one of them. Uh, yeah. I like mixing it up a little Hey, speaking bit. of David Seed, we had a nice comment on the Facebook yeah. page. Walk um, this So we had a couple people say that this was a song that reminds me of high school, and boy, does it. Oh, yeah. I mean, are you? And I believe this will be the third Kerr of the Kerr family. I think this is our third Kerr child that we mentioned tonight. Yep. <laughs> Tim and all conference uh, defensive lineman Matt, who had the fumble recovery. And um, Becky said she saw David Seed walking through the parking lot shirtless, by the way. Hot, hot, hot. Singing this song. And this was my submission also. I think I've mentioned it before in a podcast, but um, sitting in Coach Evans's classroom, freshman year world history, this was the song, May of 80, 88, 88. Um, Marty Curry, all day long, <laughs> would just circle the high school. Sounded like this. Yes, what's that like? <laughs> So here's Marty Curry, and then here's us trying to talk here's at lunch. Coach, Coach Evans hey, trying to <laughs> yeah, yeah, no air conditioning. You had to have the windows yeah, the open. Windows were open. It's it's May and um, Alpine's he, blasting. Alpine's blasting, and put this on repeat all day long. <laughs> Jennifer Lockhart also mentioned this song that she wanted this played. Uh, I wonder what classroom she was in at this time. That she she McMillan. I'm probably yeah. Yeah, McMillan, uh, Mrs. Adams, twenty-one years of yearbook. Oh yeah, she was definitely in. Um, yeah, Mrs. Dury, Mrs. Dury's Okay, so I know there's people out here listening to this that feel the same way we do. How good was it when this and Fallen Angel was going head to head, punch for punch on the on the countdown on MTV. Yeah, that evening countdown, the top mm. ten songs. It was before I know it was poor TRL, right? Before yeah. TRL, yeah. I had another name. I yeah, can't whatever it was, they were they were going head to head. You know, another song that I had multiple pe- people mention. Um, Shane Brown mentioned it. Several other people did. I'll get to once I get it queued up here. I'll say who else uh, mentioned it. But was this song, which we played on a on another podcast. Stacy Moore mentioned that this was a big one for him. It's a big one for me.
this was the uh, 1988 football theme song, basically. I take that back. Stacy mentioned another song, but I'll get to it in just a second. When Guns N' Roses took over, and I say took over because they took over for me, they were the perfect bridge between that hair metal and, and grunge, sort of, yeah, I, I always yeah. feel like, and, and they're my all-time favorite band, and I saw them in the second reunion when they came back out. I saw them in their second show at T-Mobile in Las Vegas. They started on Friday. I saw them on Saturday because I always said there was always rumors that it might be coming. And I, you know, Kirsten and I talked. She said, "I don't care what it costs. Buy the tickets. We're going." So we went to Vegas and saw them in night two. It was awesome. I saw them in Nashville later that summer. It was an amazing show. They're coming to Indianapolis this summer if things get back to normal. Dial MTV was the show that. Dial MTV. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. I'm gonna play this one because I had a few people. Including Stacy. Stacy had actually a good story about this. This song reminds me the night that MTV was debuting this video. They announced when it was going to be, and I was at Neil Heath. Neil Heath had a house over in Lawrenceville he was listening in and we had a big party basically surrounding this video debut watching it I feel like this is back when they used to play these songs like on the X I feel like this song reminds me of Neil Heath too in our house on Adam Street so I wonder if you guys were at our we house were, first we and were then- playing it yeah we were because the the album came out longer I mean quite a bit longer before this became a single so People already knew the song yeah, like before that, it. That came. WVJC in Mount Carmel was playing a lot of this before they became like. It became, big, a, yeah, you knew the it. Before started being right. released. Yeah. Becky Brown Schick wrote in to us and said that she, uh, this reminds her of the whole class of 92. David so King, a member awesome. of that class. So Stacy Moore texted me and said Paradise City before every football game in this order. Evans, pregame talk. Lord's player, Lord's prayer, fire up the song. We'd huddle up and right when that whistle hit, they'd yell "kick ass." He said it was funny that they prayed right before. I was gonna say less I, than savory language came out of their mouth. I said "Welcome to the Jungle" was the theme song. This, this, and "Welcome to the Jungle" were probably co-themes. I'd say. Yeah. I know Stacy's class of 89, but I give a lot of, the class of 90 is very, they're always contributing on our posts on Facebook. Shane Brown, the Herring Twins, we got a David Seed mention. So thanks to the class of 90, Mandy's very active with our Facebook group and, of course, the podcast. So um, I think they might be our class that is the most involved in our show from our listeners. Is that a challenge to other classes? <laughs> yes. yes. Stacy hey. Moore is carrying it for 89 right now. So. Well, we might have another 89 coming up, though. I, well, no, we're not. <laughs> so I know that I, when I put this on Facebook to see if anybody wanted to contribute, I talked about high school. But as I made my list, I kind of thought, is there other songs? And so came up with one that when, and I don't know if you remember, when you went to seed school, 
They didn't have a cafeteria. You had to ride the bus over to the fifth and sixth grade center to eat lunch, and then they bust you back, which I was telling my kids about. They thought that was just crazy, and it may have been. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we rode the bus over to the fifth and sixth grade center for lunch and rode the bus back. We couldn't have gotten much instruction when we were at seed school. <laughs> Two recesses. Uh, that lunch had to be. We had a morning <laughs> recess and afternoon yeah. recess, and plus that huge lunch, lunch recess because yeah. it took a while it, to get all those kids. I know it's not a long drive, but. Yeah, that's what we did. That burned up like 20, 25 minutes. Oh, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just, just getting loaded up and driving over there and load back, loaded back up. And, and, and yeah. And then you had a recess. Like you got to play. And you got back and you'd, okay. yeah. you had to go on the playground when you got back. But anyway, um, I can remember making that trip. And I remember the entire bus singing this song at the top of their lungs. What's that flower you have on? <laughs> This is Tanya Tucker, ladies and gentlemen. Top of their lungs, a bunch of third graders. <laughs> if I hear you say he was meeting you here today to take you to his mansion in the sky. Susan Sager ran that route when I was in school every day. <laughs> I had uh, Mildred, uh, Mildred Sager. Okay. Oh, shoot. So, yeah, just passed it on down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so then I got to thinking about. I'm sure this tells a great story that I'll have to go back and listen to. But um, And then I got to thinking about sing-alongs. And I can remember in the fifth grade uh, PE locker room, everybody singing this in unison. In Yeah, my memory of that song is in second grade, Mrs. Henry's class, Jason Williams and Corey Ray, who would both eventually transfer to Lawrenceville, uh, went up in front of the class in the second grade and sang this song to the class. I, I, those two have two. Those two guys have two of the best memories of anybody I know. So I'm sure they remember. I know Corey remembers because we still talk about it. But I'm sure Jason remembers that day too. That's awesome. Um, I was when I was just dialing this up here I, i'm sure they were probably the gatlin brothers band and then at some point they became larry gatlin in the gatlin brothers band and i just wonder how much you know animosity the other yeah. guys had for larry putting himself out there like that hey let's take a a quick break here let the, let the boys regroup we thought this would be a 15 minute show and we're at 30 <laughs> minutes now and and i don't even think we've gotten started because i'm having a whole lot of fun i don't know about anybody else i end up just being the, the well, yeah. I don't know if all four of us will make it through this. We'll just, <laughs> I know we have people that have places to be, but the two of us will keep this going if anybody has to you're, leave early. You're, you're, you might be seeing the debut of the Brino and Chip podcast right here. Um, hey, well, real quick, let me just mention our sponsors. Gray's Restaurant, Tyre Griffin's Pizza House, People State Bank, and Stacy Moore. We appreciate that. And Juice and Bone at Andrews Insurance Agency. So happy to have them as sponsors, and we appreciate it, uh, helping covering the cost of all this, this stuff that we do, and we hope you're enjoying it. So we're going to take a quick break here, and we will be right back with more of your favorite hits. <laughs> Hey, we just mentioned all our great sponsors, Gray's Restaurant and Andrews Insurance, Griffin's Pizza House. And if your business would like to get their name out there in front of approximately 800 Hundreds. listeners a week or a show, we'd appreciate having you. 
Just get a hold of us, oldschoolredhill at gmail.com, or you can get a hold of Chip or Dave or Gary or myself on the Facebook page, and we can give you information on how we can help you spread the word for your business. So if you want to advertise, just get a hold of us on the Old School Red Hill Podcast. Playing that makes me think we could do a whole show on Robert Clymer and his band. I've got it on the list of um, upcoming upcoming shows. So if you're playing the drinking game and we mentioned that, (laughs) that could have its own podcast. Go ahead and drink now. Uh, Gary, I know you like this song for this list. Justin Shear mentioned it. Bickers, Justin Bickers mentioned it. Bick. This is a song that lots of Red Hill teams yeah, it's uh, walked out to. It, not very often, but I think uh, the 1992's team on senior night came out to the ran out to this song, which it was rare because typically our band was playing, so we had to ask the band to not play, but um, probably hurt a few feelings. But senior night, Coach Kendall let us come out to this, both the 92 and 93, and it sounds like the football team used it for a year too. So, you know, we came out senior night against Lawrenceville and beat the brakes off of them like 85-57 on our senior night. So, I, I, I remember that night when you guys ran out to this, and what a cool, just a cool moment, cool song. Has anybody heard the version of it with all the hillbilly music by the Steven Seagulls? I have. It's pretty interesting. You need to look that up. That's pretty interesting. I have. I'm not sure. Oh, it's it's pretty cool. Or something similar to that, if not. It's played with fiddles and a bass and spoons. uh, Spoons. Okay. Pretty cool. That was a nice. uh, You know, talk about that. Where we'll (laughs) drink, do our own podcast on that '92 basketball team, but. Things changed when Coach Kendall loosened up a little bit and let you guys start having some fun, didn't it? Yeah, we did all kinds. I think it was after we lost to Salem on the road in overtime and kind of hit a rough patch in our season. And I'm not sure what happened. Things started having more fun, and the bench started getting into the games and standing up and doing the wave at three pointers and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And what starting lineups are somehow we started extending it all the way out to almost the other end of the court. I don't know how that, how that started, but yeah, it started having a lot more fun. That Saturday night game at Salem. So I think 89, that's where yeah. they, 91 we lost there. Yeah. 93. We lost in overtime to him that yeah, year. Yeah. That coming off that, because Florida was always good. You come off that Florida game and play Saturday night at Salem. So those three <laughs> amazing teams all lost that Saturday night game. Um, Another great, you talk about songs cool that have have morphed into to, uh, sports songs and another one that is pretty cool to walk into or, or whatnot. And, and, and I know Virginia Tech has a, a great moment, I think, after the – I don't know if it's when they come in the stadium. Yeah, it's when they come in the stadium. And then uh, the New York Yankees played it all the time when Mariano Rivera would come into the game. But Joey Gator – sent us a message and said this is what uh, his teams walked into before every football game, and this is really cool. Joey was on the 96 team, pretty sure, wasn't he? Yeah. One of the linemen on that team. And and Dave, let's not just, let's not just limit this to, to regular sports. This has pretty cool moments in scripted sports as well. 
anybody oh, yeah. that watches wrestling and likes the ECW, there's nothing like this when the Sandman would come into the ring. So for you non-wrestling fans out there, there was a small promotion out of Philadelphia called the ECW, and they had a guy called the Sandman who was sort of a everyday working man type, not great body, just a brawler. He, he liked the bleed. <laughs> he would come out with a cigarette in his mouth and about four or five beers in the pockets of his Zubaz, and he would down beers, and then he would... <laughs> Smash the cans on his foreheads would be bleeding before he ever got to the ring. Thanks to Joe, Joey Gator for uh, bringing that one up. Hey, you know, another one that Justin Bickers talked about, and he just mentioned the entire album, which, you know, why wouldn't you? Because it was a great album. He said this reminds him a lot of Red Hill and Red Hill Sports, this entire album of Pearl Jam's 10. I don't know if, did anybody catch the Eddie Vedder interview on Howard Stern a couple weeks ago? I did, (laughs) Incredible. Just, what a cool guy. Chip, talk about this. Oh, yeah. I think I got on a live version here, but... Well, so we got We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joy. I guess what why it popped in my mind, because I was talking about being in Coach Evans' classroom when Marty Curry would drive by in 87, Wyatt Evans again in my junior year for U.S. history. So Coach Evans' classes were getting interrupted quite a bit by uh, music, which... He's the biggest music lover on the staff, so I'm sure he kind of enjoyed it, maybe. I don't know. Um, but that 89-90 school year, I talk about that class in 1990. I know they were across the hall, so I'm sure Shane and the Herrings and Mandy and so forth can back this up. Anybody who had Mr. Dre, I think it was third hour and probably what it, it's probably his contemporary problems class, I'm guessing. Um they would listen to this song the entire period over and over again because they were like breaking down and dissecting the song, <laughs> yeah. every happening the oh, Billy yeah. Joel. So, so while I was across the hall in Coach Evans's room, we would hear this the entire period playing in Coach Jury's room. So uh, it came to me as soon as I started talking about Coach Evans there. So a lot of history. In this yeah, a lot song. of things to talk about. And I know I had, hadn't thought of this for a while, but I'm pretty sure in typing class that year. Um, we typed like that was one of our things to practice typing. I think we typed the lyrics to this. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know when the last time I thought about that, or I may just be imagining that, but I think maybe we did. It would have been the same, it would have been the right year. Well, if you're in the class of '87 and you went to a junior high dance, I guarantee you heard this by Foreigner. Skip ahead a little bit. We've talked about the Dick Clark. American Music Survey on Sunday evenings before on this podcast, and this was a big one on that. Maybe I'm wrong. Waiting for a girl like Tell you by Foreigner. I love the Billboard charts. I mentioned them already in this podcast, but um, one interesting thing about this song: the longest-running number two song of all time 
It spent 10 weeks at number two, never went to number one. This did? Yep. Got Behind caught. the same song or different songs? I think the same song. Physical by Olivia Newton-John spent like 10 or 11 weeks at number one wow. and got stuck behind it. <laughs> 10 weeks at number... Now, the charts are different now, but back in the 80s, it was the longest running number two song. And I was watching Footloose. I introduced my um, daughters to Footloose the other night. Some of it was appropriate, some not. But um, Oh, well. We... Um, I didn't really. Footloose obviously has one of the great soundtracks of all time. They had a lot of like pop songs on there that weren't part of the Footloose like soundtrack, and this song was in Footloose. Oh, yeah. Footloose, mm. a great soundtrack. Yeah, great soundtrack. One of my dear, dear friends from back in the day, former Debbie Scott, now Debbie Scott Ut, said that she listened to this song about a million times. This is Lisa, Lisa. And the cult jam. Are we with full force here? I think they think full force might be on this one. What a great song! I love this song. I haven't haven't heard this. I haven't heard this in years. My God, so good. Debbie has mentioned a couple of times she likes it when we play music on the podcast, and so I was happy to see her chime in on this. Debbie, a member of the dance team. My tears will burn the pillow. I remember as a junior high kid, I think she came down and helped uh, design a dance skit for like our 4-H, uh, our 4-H club. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> like our like our 4-H fair skit or something like that. So, uh, like her and Robin Roger came down. Debbie is just an absolute sweetheart, and, and uh, she's over at North Knox now. I know her daughter was just part of a a uh, junior high basketball team. They beat Bar-Eve in the Blue Chip Conference Tournament. They went their entire elementary junior high career with never losing a game. So I get to see Debbie once in a while, and I'm always happy to – to do so because I have very fond memories of her and she's she's pretty awesome but when she wasn't crying I'm trying to pull up the song here as I'm stalling when she wasn't crying she was doing this and she said this was another song and she's got great memories of poison nothing but a good time I'm going to get into some songs in a little bit that myself and Neil used to listen to a hundred times, but you could probably, for our main demographic, you could play Poison, White Snake, and Bon Jovi and probably be okay and yep. just you know get away with most of the time. If you had to pick one song, that reminds you of a season, say football, what would it be, Dave? Uh, I've mentioned them before. But what, I'll, I'll put a, t- a Welcome to the Jungle in Paradise City, basically one and yeah. one and one A. I mean, it's, it's that close on those. Yeah. Mine's Dr. Feelgood, 89 football season. Yeah, I was going to say Dr. Feelgood also. So let me think of something from the 90 football season. I know I used, I did this on another podcast, so. Um, when I was doing the homecoming songs, um, 
Yeah, come back to me later on that. Love and Affection by Nelson. <laughs> <laughs>
A couple other things that people mentioned. Uh, Julie Grismer said she listed a bunch of bands that she just loved, Bon Jovi and and uh, some other ones, but she mentioned she listened to a ton of Van Halen, and I guarantee you she listened to this one. favorite Van Halen song, by the way. The favorite song of the 1987, or the class of 87, do you know what it was? And voted in the yearbook? It wasn't Never Say Goodbye? That was number five. Really? That was our thought. That was our <laughs> I can't think what number... Will You Still Love Me? Oh, by Chicago. Great job. Oh, okay. Can you play some uh, Will You Still Love Me by Chicago? The Next Time I Fall was number two. That's, real, is that Chicago, Chicago or is that uh, just Peter Cetera and Amy Grant? Yeah. Twist and Shout 3, Amanda 4, Never Say Goodbye 5. Great top five. How is Never Say Goodbye not number one? I don't know. I didn't think we were going to Will You Still Love Me tonight. This is great. <laughs> that was number one by the I, class of I'm, 87? You voted on it. Well, you know what they did. They voted early in the year. Yeah. Prom theme for the uh, for for my class, oh. ni- 1991. So, a little preview of the prom episode that's coming up <laughs> in about six months. I think we had norm- I think it originally someone had chosen uh, "Unchained Melody" by Righteous Brothers. Like a bunch of us protest, didn't want that one, and basically lobbied hard for Chicago yeah. and got it. So. I, w- I would have been happy with either one of those choices. Now, this is shocking to me. Yeah, so Satara's left the band. I believe this is Jason Chef on lead vocals. The next time I fall is freaking fantastic. Oh, I mean, you want to take me back to the eighth grade round robin tournament? Take well, me the next time go. I fall. Let's go. <laughs> Skip ahead just a bit. I mean, I know a lot of people. We got a lot of these. Because this would have been the, the fall of '86, right? Yeah, fall of '86. Yeah. This is a party at Jason Young's grandma's basement right here. <laughs> what I, mean, a- I know everybody gets fired up to the Guns and Roses and everything in here for a game. But like, I would jam this song before a game. These are my kind of songs that fire me up. Who's this, Amy Grant? Yeah, Peter Cetera. I don't know if I played the fire myself up for a game, but it was playing in my car. Yeah. <laughs> Driving to the game. So. Yeah, I wouldn't intentionally play it to fire, but I would yeah. I would get fired up yeah, when I heard right, it on yeah. the way to the game. And I I was under the impression that wrongly that Peter Cetera was late addition to Chicago, but he he sang twenty five to sixty four. Yeah. Like he was original Chicago. Yeah. Top song of the class of eighty six. Class of eighty six. Uh, Let's see. Rock song or no? Nope. Oh, why? Everybody loves the slow ones. Party all the time by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> or no, oh, the, I love that number song. four. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Broken Wings. Lionel Richie. Say you say, say me. Say you say me. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you guys are getting ahead of me. <laughs> okay. I believe this is a winter song too. I oh, think very it's winter. Win- very winter. I just had this on on. Uh, playing on my phone the other day and my wife said can we put on a good song i'm like are you kidding me like i don't care yeah this is a really good song 
I mean, for a guy... I mean, you call him a one-hit wonder, right? I mean, he's never yeah. listed. This is I mean, a great a good, song. Boogie in Your Butt was a good song. But this is, <laughs> that's, a, that's a Pat Seed song. <laughs> Pat Seed, I listen to that a lot. But I think you could say he's a one-hit wonder. You know who produced the song? Prince? No, he's in... Well, close. He's in the video. Rick James. Oh, okay. So this was the number one song in the 86 yearbook? Yes. So, yes. So you're telling me Stacy Shear loved this song. Yeah, Boogie in Your Butt only made the uh, R&B chart. It did not do well on the pop chart. <laughs> but it was it did make the R&B charts. Um, Top well, songs of the class of 84. While you look that up, I'm just going to play this because Neil Heath um, had a party. <laughs> Neil Heath had a party one time. And Girls just went to have fun. <laughs> Karma Chameleon. Junior high. <laughs> Junior high. and We had hay bales around the garage and... There was a whole lot of this being played. Because you know what we wanted. We wanted to dance with the girl. What a song. I know we played that on one of the other podcasts. Oh, yeah. So the number three song from the class of 1984. Was the, the rest of them is all one artist. Oh, wow. In 84, it had to be Prince. Loggins? Jackson. Who? Michael oh, Jackson. of course. Michael yeah. Jackson. <laughs> Number three was PYT. Oh, I'm sorry. I messed up. Number two is uh, Lionel Richie, All Night Long. Okay. okay. Number one was Thriller. Ooh. One of the weaker songs in the no, album, but, a, but no, a great song. No Billie Jean, huh? The video and the making of the video yeah. was... Yeah. And you watch it now, it is so cheesy and <laughs> bad. And this was uh, 84? Yes, class of 84. Who was the seniors in 84? Uh, that's Jerry Worth, Jimmy Medlin, Christy Zills, Christy Zills, Charlie Newell, David King, the class of 92. What's Dave got going on? Only top fours. Thank, thank you, everybody, for indulging us. If you're still listening, <laughs> we're having a blast here. Do you know any of your top four songs? Uh, Vanessa Williams. Garth Brooks dominates 50% of the countdown. Nah, no, I have no idea. The Dance. Inner Sandman. The Dance and Shameless are in there. You know, oh, I, I totally I'll had go, friends in low places I'll queued go, up. I'll go for the dance. I'll, I'll go for that one. Love of a Lifetime. Uh, stop it. And listed first was Ooh, I Do. E-U-I Do. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking I Do Adore You by Color Me Bad. Um, I don't know. Me do more, I adore is yeah. what I was thinking. So. You have that one? <laughs> well, this song's awesome. Yeah. Just play this one for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Fun repeat. I finally found the love of a lifetime. Let me ask you guys, 
Did you see Firehouse at the Robinson Bowling Alley? I, I wish not. I would have. I remember when Dave was going. <laughs> I thought Great it was show. Warrant you saw. Oh, I saw Warrant, too. <laughs> at the Robinson Bowling Alley? <laughs> they had an awesome summer. This was summer of uh, 05. Um, they had Warrant, not with Janie Lane. It was like Warrant Band, but different lead singer than Janie Lane. Jamie Lane is still alive. But. Yeah, I watched an interview with him. They kept trying to bring him. It just wouldn't work out. They would yeah. try to bring him back, but it wouldn't work. And then uh, then the Firehouse was there a couple months later. And then Great White was supposed to be there. Me and, me and Mosby got there, got seated for the show, and then they just didn't show up. I forget. <laughs> something, something happened. They just didn't show up, and the show got canceled. I think I'm going to have This has to be what they're talking about. You think they spelled it wrong? Well, how's that spelled? I adore M I A M O R. Listen, even close. <laughs> What's that say? E U space capital I space D O. I just put it in. There's no such song as that. <laughs> it's a typo. It has to be. E U what? Space okay. capital I, I space D O. All right. Is it? Gotta be this one, right? Did they mean Inner Sam as the E? Like, were they trying to like, write Inner Sandman or something? <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how Inner Sandman didn't make the top four. Um, I do. You. It's not Inner Sandman. So, Juice, when Juice and I were texting, he said, if you want to talk Gary Emmons songs... You need to talk this. Are you trying to get crazy with this scene? This was 93 for sure. I said he's the only white guy that was sober that was listening to this song. This is a huge Gary Emmons song. I was a huge Cypress Hill fan back in the day. You rocked this hard, didn't you? Bunch. Top songs, 1982. I'm going to play another Justin Shear song here. Eye of the Tiger. Would have been a little too late later in 82, so probably wouldn't have made it. This is a Justin Shear song? That's what he said. I don't buy that. Well, I'm just telling you what he told me. If I wasn't listening to Nirvana in high school, he wasn't. Well, I, I listen. I'm just going by what he told me. If you have any uh, any problems, go see Justin and T Bone, your independent insurance agents at their Main location, in Bridgeport. I have a feeling four people are going to hear that commercial. <laughs> so, what year are we on? This is eighty uh, from the Barker of '82. Okay. Number five, Rock and Roll Fantasy. Okay. Oh, that's a great song. Hang on, don't get too far ahead of me here. So this is 82. Who's our seniors here? Give me a couple. Berkeley and Chuck. <laughs> Lynn Latch. Jody Moan. Ralph Haswinkle. Oh, yeah. His sister Lisa was in my class. Mark Jordan. Mark Jordan, fan of the show. Steve Potts. Bad company coming at you. Mike Mann. Mike Mann. Greg Laughlin. Teresa Holmes. 
That was number five. I oh, feel yeah. about this girls' basketball team like I do about the volleyball team. They're like my, they're my teams I studied a lot. You're well, on the, you're on the 1992 countdown. Number five. I'm gonna bad go. company with rock and roll fantasy. Number four is we got the beat. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's the Go Go's. Yeah. On the Fast Times at Ridgemont High soundtrack leads off the movie. If I'm not uh, mistaken. Marvin Smith in that class? Yes, he is. All right. I'm staring at him right now. Remember I saw Mar? I was walking down the street with a Dodgers hat in 81. I think it was Marvin. Maybe been Paul. I can't remember. It was either Marvin or Paul. I had a Dodgers hat on. He said, They played the World Series against the Yankees that year, and he told me, he said, we beat you in 77. We're going to beat you in 81. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dodgers beat him. Good miss in 78. <laughs> Susie Fox loved this song, I'm sure, and Tony Gaither. Number one was Open Arms. Nice, good song. I bought this album for Trisha Hazlett for her birthday. It was an actual album, too, for her birthday party she invited me to. Now Trisha Ubelacker. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me to that party. One of the set. Is this the song? One of the saddest endings to a movie of all time. Last American Virgin. It was a very forgettable teenage movie, but the last few minutes are just gut-wrenching. Favorite books of the class of 82. Number five, the Amityville Horror. Number one was the Bible. <laughs> As it should be, right? Yeah, that's it. How was that not number one? The Bible was number one. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Amityville Horror was number five. Super Fudge make the list? Nope. <laughs> Dear was, God, it's me, was, Margaret. That was, my that list. That was my favorite movie that summer. <laughs> or book that So I, I mean, I mentioned my buddy Neil all the time, but we listened to this song. I mean, this was one of the great albums of our senior year, but I think an underrated song by Bon Jovi. I love the beginning of this. I always thought this would be a good wrestler entrance. Let it rock. Lights going crazy. I thought the very end of Rocket Queen against GR would uh, be a good wrestling interest too. Again, thank you for listening. (laughs) You're literally just listening in on us, what we do when we're together and having a cocktail. This is interesting. Class of 82 top movie was Porky's. Okay. Class of 83 number two movie was Porky's. Oh, wow. So it come out on VHS the next year. And it was VCR was good. Yeah. Michael Jackson's Dominate in 82 as well, or 83 as well. Okay, that's where you get Beat It and Billie Billy Jean. Jean and Beat It both there. Number one favorite song of the class of 83? I would have said Billy Jean or Beat It. Just a swing. Oh, my. <laughs> 
John, John a- Anderson. Yeah, I was going to say John Anderson, right? Yeah. If you want to talk about the American Legion in Bridgeport, Illinois, and a whole stack of quarters in front of two Emmons kids, this is it. There's a little girl in our neighborhood. Her name is Charlotte Johnson, and she's really looking good. Was this the class of 83? This was their best song? That's right. What was their worst song? Or not their worst, but what was it? Billie Jean. So we're talking David Gray, Todd Parrott. You're telling me this is David Gray's favorite song. <laughs> Maybe not today. It was then. There were three repeat number ones. Favorite recording group Alabama repeated from 82. Favorite actress Sally Field repeated. Favorite book The Bible repeats. Todd. Benny Hill was favorite TV actor. Last favorite TV show. Benny Hill. Talk about another American Legion Bridgeport, Illinois song for I me. I thought I was going to be some faster pussycat first. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> <doesn't> it? <laughs> My grandma and grandpa used to play. Then I float on down the river to Cajun Hideaway. Well, we've taken you on a musical journey. Magical music carpet ride. <laughs> <laughs> Again, thank you for listening. Like We literally just turned on the mics and just took off. We didn't have a whole big plan on this other than the, the few songs that people had sent in. So I hope we hit them all. I believe we did. We should be testing right now if we had something to give away to see if anyone's still listening right now. we have any giveaways? No, well, we can... Find a giveaway. Are we going to end on mountain music? <laughs> Alabama. I was, was going to say, my, I've talked about, you know, the football stuff, but the song that really takes me back, and it's not necessarily high school, but like junior high dances. Oh, boy. Here I Go Again, White Snake. Probably my favorite song of all time. That'd be a great one. Is that the on. one they say... Uh, which one's here? I'm, I'm blanking right now. Starts off real slow, and then it... Yeah. Sweet Charity? Yeah. Okay. Sounds different. That was, yeah, the, that was, that the, was the early yeah. version. Yeah. Oh, the they did two versions. <laughs> yes, we've had. Yeah, we, all, we, we all know about the, that. The, if the, you're... the cool name pending version. <laughs> this song takes you back to seventh grade football. Rodney Roderick and I are back fielding punts, and he was singing this song. When I was in love with Charity Ferguson at the time. Fan of the show, Rodney Roderick. Yes. Rodney Roderick, shout out. Favorite of all time, Dave? Yes. Um, it was at one point. I guess it's still there. Um, definitely up at the top. It's definitely up at the top, for sure. As we close, let's just do this. I know it's you and I. We're, well, all of us, but we've got... Massive, massive song catalogs in our head. Can you pick your favorite, or what would you? I have what, a would def- you what would you say was one that you is in? The I room? always have a default. I mean, it's something because I've got like I just play this something has Chip's all time favorite songs. It's got six hundred and thirty seven songs on it right well, now. Okay. It doesn't include a lot of <laughs> songs. There's a lot of artists for different reasons I don't include on there. Um, but always my answer because I got so many that are up, but American Pie is my, my all-time favorite song. And so many good memories with it and just an amazing song. 
I really don't listen to it that much, but that's one. I I, I've always thought American Pie is a song that you have to be in the right place to hear. And we, if I just hear it in my car going home, I might yeah. enjoy it. I might sing it, but it's not going to leave any. This song is. It, it, well, this is Brandon Smith. Yeah, that's what yeah, this yeah. song is but, to yeah, me. That's what I was getting ready to say. But if you put me at O'Malley's Bar up at Champagne, my freshman midnight. year of college, and midnight hits, and this plays, yeah, and the whole the whole bars. That's the first place that I heard that yeah. at O'Malley's. Thirsty's copied it a little bit in yeah. Charleston. They never did consistently like O'Malley's, but everyone, if you had the right DJ, he tried to copy yeah. O'Malley's. But it's a Cub Convention song. And, Cub's yeah, Convention. And, and, Cub's Convention is a good one too. And, so. and obviously, even a, even a Cardinals fan had fun at the Cub's Convention with this song. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't have fun at the Cub Convention with us, you weren't. No. It, it was impossible for you to have. Well, fun. I went back like what eight years in a row. So yeah, so I had fun. Ninety-five to three, I think was our last. Yeah, one. might have might have missed one in there. But. Great song. So I don't know if I could say my favorite song, but I I know this one is. is right up there I love so much about this song this was after my high school so I guess it doesn't apply to there's just there's so much about this song I love and when you get to the end when they actually start singing the title it's the worst part of the song I think I just think the verses are really good what about you Kaboot I'm sitting there thinking there's so many good ones. I don't know. Ever Along by the Food Fighters I love. Corduroy by Pearl Jam is one of my favorites. I don't know. There's just so many. Well, Food Fighters wins, it sounds like. I can get off my song. Great song. Is this the acoustic? Sounds like it. Yeah. Which you know is fine a, because it's it's amazing it's, too. Do you know there's an acoustic version by Rick Astley? No. <laughs> well, what the hell? We're an hour and ten minutes into this. Let's listen to Rick Astley do this. Oh yeah, starting off good. As Dave Letterman said on his final episode. My favorite song by my favorite band. Yeah, that's all. Oh, you and Letterman have the same favorite song. I prefer the Foo Fighters. Yeah, not the Rick Astley. (laughs) The Foo Fighters version is what Letterman likes. Oh, it was a Rick Astley that he loved? (laughs) We're back to the Foo Fighters. If you can ever go back and see a concert, look at the Foo Fighters of two years ago. So, like, 2018 Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah. Night before the Super Bowl, the Foo Fighters did a concert that will just blow you away. Down with me. All right, is this going to be our nightcap? Is this it? Anything else? Good song to end. I mean, it's what Letterman ended his uh, career on, so I think it's a good one to end the show on. We're not retiring though. <laughs> nope. We're just no, getting we're started. just getting started. And listen, if you've listened to this You'll and you stuck with us. We got lots of good stuff. Send us a message if you li- if you listen to this part of the show, and um, we'll we'll take care of you at some point. <laughs> Get you a slice of pizza from Tyler or something, <laughs> crusty garlic. <laughs> well, I'm gonna switch from this song to our traditional end. 
This wasn't exactly about Red Hill High School, but it was but a it lot was. of fun. It was a lot about Red Hill. That's true. Just in your own mind sometimes. What did we talk about? Cruising with Dan Piercy on a cold night? Marty Curry. The height of the 85 basketball team. Mrs. Frohawk. John Reed. Fan of the show, John Reed. Uh, Shane Brown. Yeah. Jay Myernick's drumsticks with lights on the end. Whitney Kirchy. Matt Bridget being a really nice person. <laughs> His career at Walmart. Carrie Hill's Never Say Goodbye tagline. The fact that that was not the number one song in 1987, which I'm shocked by. My Dodgers hat that I wore in 81. Marvin Smith. Yeah. <laughs> or Brian Smith. We're not sure. Paul. It might have been, been Paul. I know it wasn't Brian. <laughs> How tall was he? Yeah, Paul was much shorter. Paul was short. Might have been Paul. <laughs> We've never reached the end of the song before. <laughs> anyway, dun, 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 thank you for dun, listening. Dun, dun, dun. Tell our sponsors that you're Grace, People State, Andrews, Tyler Griffin's Pizza. He's got some new uh, specials coming in 2021. Chip's the only one that knows about these specials. Yep. You tell us all. These guys will know in about two minutes. All right, we're getting off air. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. You've listened in on just what we do, and just so happens we hit the record button this time. Take care, everybody. Thank you.